Hi, I'm Connor Fowler. And I'm Matt Smith. Happy New Year and welcome to Apocalypse Duds. Today is an auspicious one indeed. We welcome Honorary Texan, one of the best dressed people I follow on the internet, and Apocalypse Duds' first international guest, intercontinental guest, Philip Gregard. Hey, how are you guys doing? A lot of pressure. <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, nah. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. You already have the fucking fits on your Instagram. Yeah, that is true. That this is, is true. true. Yeah, you know is. what I mean? People can investigate and they know that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, well, how's everything Thank going today, Philip? Going very well. Going very yes. well. Just cracked up a cold one, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Ooh, all right. I've, I've got my Miller High Life in, in waiting also. So I'm, I'm there with you. Connor is not, but I'm drinking tea. You I'm got your tea. Soda water. I've got two different yeah. cannabis delivery devices, so I'm good to go. We're all hydrating in our own way. That's good. That's good. Because I take this is not the PG-13 rated show, right? No, no, definitely uh, not. Definitely, it's not. explicit. Right. Oh yeah, good, good. Yeah, you know there there might be a parental warning somewhere in the future. I'm not quite sure. I would hope so, but you know, yeah, we're uh, we're we're full grown adults over here. Yeah, good, good. Uh, so, Philip, where uh, where are you from, and where do you live now? So, I'm from a town south of Sweden called Helsingborg, and I'm currently living just right outside in a little little village called Riedebeck just by the ocean. Uh, it's very like, well, very down to earth. Um, a lot of people commute from here to, to larger cities such as Lund and Malmo. Okay. Uh, because most of the work in South of Sweden is located to these two bigger cities. So, so uh, we have our own train station and freeway uh, just, you know, right outside the door pretty much. So, a lot of people who, who work in these bigger cities uh, live here. Um, so it's a very tight-knit community, um, school and, and, you know, um, local restaurants and stuff. So it's very, it's very calm, uh, very nice place to live, actually. That's awesome. I, I really have zero clue, like, the geo uh, geographical size of Sweden. So, like... <laughs> Like I, I live in Georgia, and Georgia is like, you know, six. And not seven. that Georgia, the other. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, yeah, Georgia, the U.S. state Georgia, and so like, like I'm currently an hour and a half to two hours, depending, like seventy-five to to a hundred miles, or uh, sorry, seventy-five to ninety or so miles from like Atlanta, a major city, and so like I couldn't imagine commuting this far. But Georgia is also massive, as are most or a lot of U.S. states, but, like, how, like, just as a general question, like, how big is Sweden as a country if you're, um, you know, you and other people are living in these smaller places but commuting to the, the bigger cities? Oh, yeah, yeah. Typically, if you live in a, in a smaller village in Sweden, you typically have somewhere between 30 to 60 minutes uh, commute way to your oh, okay. work. Okay, so not bad at all. Like, oh, no, 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 considering, no, no, no. Yeah. Because it is small, right? I mean, Europe, Western Europe is small compared to America, at least uh, in portion, right? Um, so I guess it's a little bit like a suburb or like an exurb. Exactly. exactly. Sort of like living on Staten Island. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, yeah. I don't know, how, how 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 big is Staten Island? I mean, how 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 big is the population in Staten Island? I mean, I would I would say like decently sized, uh, just because there's so many people that live in New York City or the the boroughs themselves. It's uh, five hundred thousand people. Okay. Appro approximately five hundred thousand people. Which is like about the same population as Baltimore has now, which is 600,000 people. And Baltimore used to be a big, big city, like one of the fifth biggest cities in America. And now it's like very um, depopulated. 
Yeah. So, 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 just to you know, talk about scale. You know, Sweden have about 10 million uh, citizens total. Okay. And the largest city is Stockholm, the capital of Sweden, which has about one million ish, uh, approximately. And then you have like the two other major cities in Sweden, which is Gothenburg, uh, which is on the on the central west side of Sweden. And then you have Malmo, which is in the south of Sweden. Malmo has about somewhere between like 300 to 500,000 people living in Malmo. And where I'm from, uh, Helsingborg, which is one of the 10 most biggest cities in, in, in Sweden. We have about, what, 100,000, 200,000 living here. Okay. Um, so, so it's, you know, it's not that big in comparison to where you guys are from, but, but uh, percentage-wise, it's, you know, it's a large Swedish city. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, and of course, it's all relative, and it's not all about size, right? Like, it's, uh, it's very... Um, yeah, what I think about um, some of the time is just like the newness of America, like the relative newness of America compared to almost everywhere else in the world. Um, and it's not new, right? Like people were living here, but I think it's understood. <clears throat> um, so I was going to ask you how old you are, which would give us a little bit of context um, to your dressing and to your um, relationship with the scene, like with the clothing scene. Yeah, sure. Sure, I'm 36 years young. Uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're all about the about the same age. And I usually and usually joke with my with my uh, little friends that um, I'm starting to get closer to my middle age. Right. People, people always told me I'm a. I'm a I, I, I act a bit older than I perhaps am. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I'm becoming a bit older. You're getting so, into um, your, you're getting into your real self. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm really looking forward to until I turn, until I turn this 60 or 70 years old when I finally get to, get to uh, have my physical age being the, the same as my mental age. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, I turned 39 in November and like, I am what I thought was old when I was 16 and that's kind of hilarious in a way, but I'm also like, oh, like this shit doesn't actually mean anything. I'm just, yeah. Like you, I was always told that, uh, I acted older than I was and it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm catching up at this point. But, but isn't it funny? I've, I've, I've always experienced this. And it seems that our parents and our grandparents, when they were at the same age as us, they seemed a lot older. Than we oh, totally. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they, they owned houses and stuff, and they had kids. And, I mean, you have kids, so, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but even still, it's just a different um, – times were different back then. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. They looked older too. Like they started to bold at like age twenty-five, and you know they they, they looked incredibly a lot older than we do. Also, yeah. Um, Lucky us, though, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. We're, so we're to get into the fresh. clothing, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, to get into the clothing portion of the show, what we were first going to have you do is run down your outfit for us. Um, you can go from the top to the bottom or reverse or however, whatever order you feel like, um, and as much detail as you feel like surrendering. Oh, for sure. Let's go, let's go, uh, bottom to top. Uh, I'm wearing a, a pair of, uh, Hush Puppies, uh, <laughs> with a pair of na na Navy, uh, over-the-cuff, uh, uh, socks. Uh, I have a reproduction of a pair of World War II um, denim jeans from Bronson. Uh, so they're high-waisted and and, uh, and, sh and a straight cut. I have a um, Ranger belt on. Hell yeah. From a uh, local, I believe it's from, a, from my local tailor, actually. Uh, also, I have my Bryce Lens Western Denim shirt on, and uh, yeah, 
pretty pretty casual. That's what I mostly typical wear when I'm just at home at my leisure. Yeah, you know, that, depending on, on on depending with a ranger belt. That sounds like a very comfortable just lounging around talking to two idiots on the internet outfit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, t- t- talking to two strangers late at night. Yeah. <laughs> So Philip, how did you uh, how did you get into clothing just in general, and and what kind of evolution have you had? What one of the first clothing memories I had, or, or I rather say that I have is I remember uh, I went to uh, when I when I went to high school, uh, we were supposed to go. Uh, a couple of days to Stockholm to to visit a couple of, of, of companies and have a few lectures and stuff. And uh, I remember that I went to a local uh, local shop and bought myself a gray, uh, a I think it was dark gray suit. Uh, and I had and I, and I bought it and I had them tailor it. And I was the only one wearing his suit. Uh, during those couple of days that we were in Stockholm. And I've always been, you know, very interested in, in tailoring specifically. Uh, but I've always felt, you know, I don't know how much you know about Sweden in general, but Sweden is a very casual country. Uh, we typically Interesting. Don't, I would not, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, same yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have thought like a little more, a little more elegant, I guess. Somewhat casual. Anyway, go on. We we have this later in the questions. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And uh, so uh, 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 I was very ridiculed because of, because of this, and they just put a you know a, a pretty large stamp on my on, on my heart in the sense that I didn't really dare to to dress like this uh, for a, a couple of years. Uh, but I've always always been interested in dressing up. Uh, and I've always been interested in dressing up if the occasion demanded to. Uh, normally, you don't typically do that in, in, in Sweden. It's very seldom that you typically dress up. Uh, you you more normally try to try to dress down or dress like everybody else. Right. And uh, and uh, that's I believe that's when when my my fascination of of clothing in general and menswear. Uh, started was around there in high school age. Okay. Um, so I'm like 16, 17-ish? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, tried to get my hands on, you know, fashion magazines that typically talked about how, uh, male fashion. I tried to order stuff from the, the internet, like uh, books, uh, general books, uh, dandy books. Uh, you know, but of course... Yeah, exactly. To try to read as much as I possibly could because it wasn't easily accessible uh, to me coming from a a pretty uh, small town and, and, and in the sense of you know as Europe as a whole. I mean, Helsingborg was you know two hundred thousand people. I mean, that's not a lot. So we didn't typically have a lot of male fashion where I lived. It was typically you know H H and M and you know. Uh, the usual suspects, so to, so to speak. Right, uh, right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I had to venture outside of my own comfort to to find this information and find this inspiration. Um, you really had to seek it out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You had to because you, you, it wasn't easy uh, accessible. That was. Um, go on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I was pretty much finished because the things I was, you know, interested in, you couldn't find that at H&M, you know. It was mm-hmm. all, you know, um, short jackets and, and very tight-fitting. And um, I was a lot heavier when I was younger, so typically that didn't fit me too well. Um, so, so I always wanted to have a bit more volume in my clothing because I felt I felt more secure when I had a little bit more volume. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, it's also interesting because in my experience, like H&M, that I guess the first H&M that I ever saw uh, in the States was like 07 or something. I think they'd been in uh, like New York for a while, but they didn't yeah. really like 
hit the, the states as a massive thing until like I was well past where you were at 16, 17, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. I yeah, was going to say, I, I think it's interesting. I'm pretty sure this is the only show that like come up at all. And I think right. that it is really relevant. And I think that like, if you are a person who wears tailored clothing, like you are going to stand out and a lot of people assume and maybe correctly assume that you want to stand out. And so you're sort of doing it as an attention seeking behavior. Um, and I think that it's not really well, I mean, other than like making fun of people wearing fedoras, you know, the like, uh, <laughs> madame sort of thing like neckbeard kind of redditor um it's not really so uh black and white as that like people have definitely given me shit for the way i dress of course i don't dress extremely well but like you know i think people are like they're weirdly intimidated they like want you to feel shitty about yourself so odd definitely uncharted territory Totally agree. Totally agree. And 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 just for the sake of the argument, oftentimes when I'm out and about and I wear a beret, I mean, a lot of people come come up to me and, and say, "Well, George, you like like <laughs> it's it's <laughs> there's always something." And you also also have to know the nuance in, in Sweden is that we have uh, it's it's a social law called the law of jaunt, and the law of jaunt means that you shouldn't you know uh, uh, you shouldn't stand out you should be just like everybody else you how is that about. spelled j j a n t e okay interesting Jan-T. yeah interesting go yeah go on yeah for sure and so in sweden typically you shouldn't stand out and that also you know uh, comes to to clothing you shouldn't you know look like you, you, you're standing out, you shouldn't speak, like you shouldn't speak about how much you earn, you shouldn't speak about how, how big your house is, you shouldn't speak about what type of uh, cars you own. And, and in Sweden, typically, we don't have big houses, we don't have the, these Hollywood mansions like you have in, 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 in the US, typically very, very modest here. And that's because, you know, you just, you know, you shouldn't stand out. And I believe the, the, the Japanese people also has a saying that a nail that stands that stands out should uh, should be hammered down. I think, and um, yeah, right. Uh, uh, to every nail, every problem to a hammer is a nail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So. I was going to ask uh, how you plan your outfits. It's something that it's not like it consumes me, but I mean, I do have like a process, even if it doesn't look like it. Um. I mean, I, I, I love planning what to wear. I oftentimes I might, you know, I might plan something like months ahead, but what, what I'm a big fan of is dressing for the occasion. So if I'm, you know, if I'm going to work, I won't choose the full denim outfit. I will choose, you know, I, I, I typically wear, um, I'm one of the few guys at the office that, you know, wears tailoring. I like to wear tailoring. And, and oftentimes when I can wear tailoring, it's when I go to the office. And typically office days, I tend to, you know, wear tailoring. And now the last few years, especially now after the pandemic, I've been, you know, been able to, to, actually dress, you know, dress the tailoring down, like having Western shirts instead of like a button down and, and ties, for example. Um, so, I mean, it, most of the times it's dressing for the occasion. I mean, you know, I, I won't wear, you know, full suit when I'm out playing with the kids. <laughs> I'll probably wear, you know, like World War II uh, chinos with, you know, something that is, you know, easily, uh, uh, can be easily mended and, 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 and cleaned, you know. Um, so I'm very much for, for uh, dressing for the occasion. Uh, but, you know, the thing about tailoring is that, well, a Navy suit 
it's essentially essentially an English suit. Um, but the thing with us that kind of you know have more knowledge about tailoring, we, we we can find nuances in in how to portray an English suit. Like we we you know we talk about the, the broadness of the, the lapels, and we talk about you know how is the gorge formed and how how long is the jacket and stuff like that. You know, we, if if you tell a, a regular army to look at two navy suits and they probably can figure out a couple of details that might, you know, that might be different between these two outfits. But essentially, I like to dress for myself and I like to dress for the occasion. Yeah, we, we've kind of noticed, and one reason we wanted to have you on the show was because you do have, like, uh, what seems like a very diverse uh, interest in clothing. Like, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, you saw tailoring with a Western shirt or, like, uh, the picture we posted on Instagram yesterday. Like, that one was really dope just because it's, like, it's it's tailored, but it's it's not stuffy. And exactly. so, yeah. And the, yeah. And the stuff I, I, I like to have longevity with my clothes. Not essentially, like, I kind of hate the notion that people say, well, you should you should buy, you know, one suit and wear it for the rest of your life. No, that, that, that's not me. I, I, I right. like stuff. I like stuff that, that, that becomes better with wear. Totally. A heavy denim shirt. Like, it's, it's fucking excruciating. The first couple of months <laughs> wearing like a heavy denim. I mean, it's it, it's the worst experience in your life. I mean, it you have to work hard for it. But after a couple of months, it gets soft and it kind of melts to your body, and you get these rivets, and you get these, you know, it, it just ages beautifully. Um, and I I like to wear stuff until it, you know, it barely holds on. And my wife tells me like, you have to. You just have to throw that out and buy something. <laughs> I kind of like that, you know? Uh, right. Then you know it's good. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. that's your most comfortable shit because yeah, exactly. you've worn it into the ground. I, I hate babying stuff. I think, oh, I think yeah. When, 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 when people put in effort into manufacturing, you know, high-quality clothes, you should wear it. You, you, yeah. you should wear it as you live. I mean, you, 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 you should... You should just go raw dog with it. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't care if I get ketchup stains on, 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 on my tailored, uh, on my tailored jackets. You know, it, it's the way of life. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and I, it's exactly that's exactly it, man. Like yeah. I've, I have always had the mentality, like since I started caring about nice clothes, that clothes are meant to be worn. And if it can't hold up to just like everyday life, like if I have to take special care of something, I'm not into it. Because that's maybe not it's life. Just, maybe it's just special then. I baby I mean, my shit to it. Not to an obnoxious degree, but no, like, no, I no. do baby my shit because I don't want to have to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like another thing I, I dig about your uh, your vibe, Philip, is that like your jackets have wrinkles where they should yeah. at the, you know, at where your arm bends or whatever, like the people on the thighs yeah it's yeah really like, like uh it's a mark of a mark of sitting right right yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. yeah. It, it's like, like this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it just means you wear your shit i think that that's like like we're not in the, we're not in the great depression anymore we don't have to have one thing that nice maybe a tuxedo maybe yeah um but everything else like even like I wear my tailored clothing on the rare occasion these days that I wear tailored clothing, I wear it like a work jacket. Like I stuff stuff in my pockets. Like I've always got, you know, I've got shit going on. I wear a wallet. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, to be pressed and pristine all the time because that's like an illusion. Yeah. I remember when I got my first major measure, suit and I went and got it picked it up and the detailer told me that oh uh, just just let the you know the, the thread that holds the, the pockets together like he told me just leave it be because you're not supposed to use the pockets 
What? Because otherwise, the pockets would the pockets will sag and it will look, you know, uh, atrocious. And now <laughs> I'm like, I like, I love those details. I love when people have these, you know, baggy uh, um, pockets because they use it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 beautiful. It's very personal, and I mean, it's just oh, like. I love it. I, I love to see well-worn shit. Same yeah. here. Same here. But I think it was uh, or is Luciana Barbera that's like gone on record saying that like when you get a nice suit made for yourself, you should go home and t- and wear it to bed. And like yeah. I've never gone that far, but I've not gone totally like off the mark with that before. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, sometimes you. you you know, you want things to be comfortable, and if you're if you're trying to like be super staunch and you know not use the pockets, like what are they there for? If if, exactly. if the pockets shouldn't be used, yeah. don't put them on it. I thought that the idea of a decorative pocket was always very funny. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I guess that there's well, and of course it's not decorative, right? There isn't a, there. Okay, so there are decorative pockets, but the pockets that we're talking about are actually pockets. But they are sewn shut. Yeah, they're just based and shut. So <laughs> that's so funny. And I, and, yeah, and, 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 and you know, personally, I just hate to have like stuff in my you know trouser pocket or pants pocket. So I usually you know typically because it fucks up the line. Yeah, and you can't sit down. And I mean, I mean, jeans nowadays is not constructed to have these huge ass phones that we have now. Right, right. So I mean, it's just uncomfortable, and. Uh, and it's perfect to have like a tail jacket. You just put your shit in. I mean, totally. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I worked with a dude once that said a navy blazer was like a dude's purse, and I was like, that, like, I don't want to gender shit, but that kind of makes sense. Like, I yeah. can, I can yeah, throw everything in the pockets of my jacket and not worry about it, and and yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 you know, that's why I like, you know, I like tweed and I like. You know, I, I, I like I like cloths with a bit of oomph to it. Hardier stuff. Be, yeah, exactly. It would be better with a. Unlike these, you know, cashmere blends and, and uh, these high thread counts. No, fuck that. I want, I want, you know, rugged stuff. They get better with age. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, like, sit down in my car and, like, destroy the, sh- destroy the thing, you know? I mean, I do like linen, but. I probably would take off the linen jacket before sitting down. I don't want it to be that wrinkled. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> I just fucking wear it, you know. Good call. No, Good no, call. no. Um, so you have a million hats. Where do you keep them all? How do you store them? Do you care for them in some way? I am the worst when it comes to that. Uh, I, mean, I guess this is a bad. I guess this yeah. is a bad question to follow the other question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philip, you and I are on team wear it to death. Connor is on team baby it right now. So that's the dichotomy yeah. we've got going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I have these, you know, these, these uh, circle, circular bags, or you know, where you're supposed to have your hat upside down. And uh, typically, I try to have that. And I probably have my hats in, in, in those carriages for about 50 to 60% of the time. But mostly, they're just, you know, on my desk or hanging somewhere. Or the kids is playing with it. I mean, my, my absolute favorite hat is my, my uh, Stetson Open Road. That's the one I use absolutely the most. And it's really askew. And it's like, it's dirty and, you know, it's dirty fingers for my my kids you know and and, i mean it's but i love it i mean it's it's well worn in now and then you know you know when it comes to to because this was probably my most expensive hat purchase ever and in the beginning i kind of babied it even though i don't like it because i mean i have huge respect for stuff that costs money because i mean it takes a while for me to 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 uh, to uh, to actually earn that money and you know to to actually be able to spend it uh, because you know I have a family so I can't you know be do whatever I want with my <laughs> with my money right right I'm, yeah I have a family to take care of 
And, and you know, in, in the beginning, I was very, you know, um, very cautious with it. And I remember that my son wanted to play with it, and I was, and I was feeling a little bit anxious. But then I, then I thought, what, why the hell not? Why, why shouldn't he, you know, run around and, and pretend that he's a cowboy? You know, I do it every day. I pretend I'm a cowboy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here you go. Have fun. You know, I mean. He ripped out the lining, but I mean, it's it was an easy fix. I mean, I'm, I'm deeply capable of handling it better than me. Also, I mean, I, I took care of it. So I mean, I, yeah. it was all good, and it and it becomes very personal too. I mean, I hate perfect stuff. I hate so it. you can uh, sew. Yeah, yeah. I I I I was very good when I was younger. Uh, typically, you know, when you when you go to school in, in Sweden, you either uh, you either uh, uh, have to choose between sewing or doing something with wood. And and I've always been very interested in sewing, so uh, I did that for many many years. So I'm pretty capable with needle and a thread and even a, a sewing machine. So yeah. Oh hell! Yeah. I do I do a, I do a lot of stuff by by myself. Do you do oh, your own alterations and things mostly, or minor alterations? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting yeah. you to like reconstruct a shoulder or anything. But... Yeah, no, no, no. No, but, that's I mean, awesome, not... man. Yeah, yeah. We're it's pretty cool, actually. Some, you know, minor alterations are pretty simple. I mean, it's you know, you're just a YouTube uh, YouTube video way to to know how to do it. So right, yeah. Except for me, that my for whatever reason, sewing in my brain do not compute at all. Oh, yeah. So, like, even the needle and thread, I can, like, I can barely do the anything with it. But I respect people so much that can, because I cannot <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, where did the uh, where did the honorary Texan uh, thing come from? We, we noticed that on your uh, on your Instagram profile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'm um in this um, I don't know if you know you probably know who, who Ethan Newton is. Yeah, he yeah, has, totally. He, yeah, he, he has his own Discord. So if you're a Patreon to to him, you can you, you're able to to spend time in his uh, uh, in his Discord. So we, we we a lot of lot of people there uh, discussing uh, clothes and, and tailoring and, and everything in between. And um, I remember that one. Texan actually told me that. Whoa, you look like a Texan. Uh, like, DM me. <laughs> I, I, can, I can call myself an honorary Texan. He said, oh, "You're an honorary Texan." That was That's cool. so good, man. So good. Uh, I mean, the the Stetson Open Road. It's also so. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, especially the way that you tend to treat it, which is how it should be treated. And yeah, man, that's. Uh, there's probably yep. a lot of dudes that don't even know what a Discord is in Texas that <laughs> would see you and be like, "That's my dude right there." But I mean, I I, I, I think I think one of our first encounters, um, I think that did um, you actually ask me where where in Texas do you live? I said, "No, no, I don't live in Texas. I live in Sweden." You're you're not the first one either. I mean, a lot of people. So where where in Texas do you live? So I don't I don't, I don't live in Texas. Yeah. I, don't, I I just like to, to dress like a cowboy. Um, um, I think that uh, yesterday I became a full fledged member of the the cowboy community because I finally got myself a pair of uh, cowboy boots. Oh, so, oh, nice. That, that is very exciting. Very, Hell very yeah. Exciting. Uh, yeah. It is extremely hard to to find like cowboy boots uh, in Europe. <laughs> I can imagine, it, yeah. yeah and shipping at this point, exactly. Like, it's not. A, it's not a heritage, and I and, and I didn't want to spend like an absurd amount of money to purchase a pair of made in U.S. Uh, cowboy boots and have right. them shipped here for an enormous sum of money. Um, so I just I bide my my time and waited and, and um, won an auction and for a pair of. Vintage cowboy boots, so um, I'm happy. My wife is not so happy. <laughs> my, kids, my kids thought they were extremely cool. 
so uh, they've they've already showed their friends that I have cowboy boots. Uh, uh, and they, oh, that's awesome! It's it an honorary badge that they think they they're right. Man. My dad is an honorary Texan. Totally, totally, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. May- maybe this means that your kids are actually going to be into this kind of stuff too, and you can be like, oh yeah, this yeah, this my, is my, my private yeah, exactly. joy. Yeah, my, my oldest son, you know, when, when he saw them for the first time, he was like, oh, these will go perfect with your hat. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Philip, we, this is kind of a question that we dive into with every guest, but, like, what are, what are if any, kind of outside influences that you've had on, on kind of your love of clothing and your just general style and, and mindset? I think a lot of, I mean, when I was younger, I was very heavily into like cinema movies. Okay. Uh, and it often, you know, it, I think for most people, it starts off with, well, yeah, what's new today and what's what's good news today. But but when you watch everything that's released within like five years, you start to, you know, look back and look at older movies. So I mean, I mean, a lot of influence comes from like. 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know, Cary Grant and, and, and you know, the usual suspects. Uh, but it's it's not so much like, I mean, they dressed extremely well, but when you, when you, when you boil it down and look at what they wore at that time, you know, uh, they had stuff made for them. I mean, fashion wasn't like a thing in the 40s or 50s. I mean, right. To some amount, but mostly, you know, people went to to the tailor and what the tailor did was they made stuff that was supposed to make you look better like it didn't matter if you know the fashion didn't decide if it was supposed to be like a slim leg and you know trouser or or a wide leg trouser you know the, the garments was made for those people and how they looked and how they you know um how they lived so i mean that, that that's always been my my inspiration. Like, not so much looking at what 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 I like to wear, and so much what what fashion or the industry says you should do. And you know, yeah, I like to wear stuff that you know enhances um, what I like to 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 showcase. You know, for um, sure. I like you know you know you know you know I like I like a little bit more padding with my jackets. You know, I don't like a natural shoulder, for example, because uh, in essence, I I think that you know, tailoring should like should like showcase the, 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 the male body so you know broad shoulders and you know a little bit of nipped waist waist perhaps and, and, and straight leg trousers you know to 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 look more manly and look more masculine you know right um, so so yeah movies cinemas and, and also you know um, you know so some authors also you know more of that mindset and, and how they thought, um, but but the clothing wise, well, it's a visual part of it, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's a beautiful answer, just because yeah. you know it's like it comes from a, a spot of like initial interest, and then it kind of explodes into you know influencing how you dress on a day to day basis. Yeah, sure. Were you active in like quote menswear in the 2010s? I think that's sort of where um, it started for a lot of people our age. Did you have a blog? Were you a style forum member? Very funny question. Actually, that, that, that's when my 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 my, uh, my interest in clothing, you know, um, came back. And it was a lot of had to do with Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr mm. Oh, that's Tumblr, awesome! Yeah, where, where, where I reposted, uh, you know, reposted a lot of mostly J. Crew fits and, and fits of uh, Nick Wooster and uh, <laughs> Tom Brown. And, yep. you know, like 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 a preppy, you know, that, that was my preppy face, you know. And um, that, that, you know, that's how I I found you know the Armory and, 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 and later on you know Easton Newton and yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like that was uh, a particular time period for people of a certain age that, like, 
you all of a sudden were like, oh, other people also like this shit. Like, I'm not the only one that is into this stuff. I wasn't the uh, only one that got made fun of for wearing a suit. Not like I <laughs> made fun of for wearing a suit a lot of times. But right, right, exactly, exactly. Maybe like, I have been. I don't know. It. I don't know. It, it was. It was such a nice, like, interesting time period to watch things like blow up in a in a weird way. Not that it was like super mainstream, but you know, if you were if you were into the shit, you knew about it. Well, it became pretty mainstream. Like, I remember being made fun of by my family for uh, rolling my chino legs, right? Yeah. And then the new, and then the New York Times wrote this piece about everybody cuffing their chinos. Right. It was yeah. like vindicated at last, you know. Occasionally, rolled up chinos with a pair of boat shoes, right? What was what's that your gig too? Uh, I have actually never, I'm from Annapolis. I'm from Annapolis, Maryland, which is like the boat place. It's where the Naval Academy mm. is. And I have never owned a pair of boat shoes. I maybe should. I'm a loafer person. Um, but it's not like I have like 15 pairs of loafers. Like I have a few. Yeah. I think I was wearing time like a lot of people were. Um, I had like some cap toe Oxfords that I was wearing long wings of course like i have some that i got on ebay that i like a lot yeah yeah i also never owned boat shoes thankfully but that's mostly because i'm from the south and every asshole that i uh, remember seeing you know post high school was wearing boat shoes so yeah it's really <laughs> like a it's really like an identifier. There's like, there's like, yeah, a Sperry, yeah. there's like a Sperry store in downtown Annapolis. My cousin um, lives in Rome and he came back one time to visit and he was like, I got to go to the fucking Sperry store. Colin, if you're listening, this is you. Uh, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go to the fucking Sperry store. And I was blown away because he bought, he bought like three pairs of Sperry's. I was like, this guy like is loaded. He bought three pairs of Sperry's, you know, not for himself to give to people in Europe, to give to his like UN friends. But even still, the Bochu, the Bochu in America has a distinct connotation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, like, I, I know there have been some Swedish um, high end or higher end uh, tailored whatever adjacent kind of uh, brands and things that have popped up over the years. Like to me, it, they've always seemed kind of like the Italian casualness with like a little bit of British sensibility, which maybe goes back to like your, you know, your lack of padding in shoulders, but like, what's the scene like in, in Sweden? I mean, we, 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 you can always, you know, you can always say we have two types of, scenes in Sweden. We have one scene that is very, you know, a, you know, air to the uh, to the ground when it comes to like the, the menswear that we're all into. Right. Uh, you know, and, and then there's, you know, uh, those type of people there and they're into drinks and rice blends and, and, you know, Italian tailoring and stuff. But if you look at Swedish as a whole, I mean, you mentioned both Italy and, and, uh, and England or Britain. Uh, one one country and one tailoring house that people always tend to forget is the French house. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, and, and typically Swedes, you know, when it comes to like their sensibility and tailoring, it's a lot. It's not more aching to to how the, the uh, French people do. Gotcha. Like, okay. Thing. Yeah. So so Swedish people typically, you know, like like to have a gradual suppression of the waist of the jacket, you know. Uh, and you have a, a very distinct like uh, skirt flare too because the suppression of the waist that creates this this skirt flare, and, right? And also you know the the, the narrow tussle leg too, and uh, yeah, um, that's easily forgotten. And and I mean, I, last couple of last couple of months or to the last year, I've been you know liking uh, French tilling a lot and especially like I don't know if you if you heard or know about husbands 
uh, husbands and oh, parents. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exquisite tailoring, like not for me. I mean, it, it, it's perfect for people who are, I mean, you know, uh, not as heavy set as I am, perhaps, but but a uh, uh, thinner and, and, and more authentic. Uh, it looks extremely well on those people. So yeah, the the the, the French house is is more akin to to what people in 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 Sweden dress like. Uh, gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, that that tends to make sense, and I definitely like that as stupid uh, amount of knowledge as I've cared about in tailoring over the years. Like I always kind of forget French makers. Yeah, like yeah. I I think about Arnis, and that's about it. But I know yeah, they're yeah. like. You know, it's got a it's got a unique style to its itself a, apart from Italian and British shit. Typically, for Sweden, also it's very like it's very uh, nature based colors too. Like you have you know often grays and top and, and earth tone type. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, as I said in the beginning of the the. Uh, talk is that you know the you shouldn't stand out so there's you know very very few tones that goes well with how the nature looks here you know it's very very understated you know there's right. not a lot of color in the clothing at least here um so um, yeah you don't you don't see a lot of people walking around in high beat uh, <laughs> that's cool of stuff you know yeah yeah I, i'm a little envious if i'm being honest not not that like there's not some of that stuff that i i can get down with but like i'm just i'm not a color person i like earth tones i like blues i like stuff that like you said is understated and it's like you know you're literally wearing a rainbow i can i can't get down with this and then massive chunky white sneakers that's uh that's the vibe exactly if that's you, Sam. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I'm not saying that I I don't support you if that's what you want to look like. It just sometimes I'm sometimes it makes me face palm in a way. And in the end, you know, we just clothes it gives a shit. I mean, as oh exactly. Effort, as long as you put in effort in, in, in how you want to portray yourself, I mean, I would just, just go for it. You know, have yeah. Because like half of the people on Earth don't give a fuck. At least exactly. half of the people on Earth don't give a fuck about right. what they're wearing. Um, so I think I think that's a good like soundbite for the show. Like if you put <laughs> if you put any effort at all into what you're wearing, like pat, you get a pat on the back. Yeah, it's like the clothing version of uh, I, I don't agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend you to the death. You're right to say it. Like yeah, you do you, man. As long as like you're cool, as long as you're putting in some effort. I, I, I will never understand people who don't put in any type of effort into how they want to, to portray themselves. I mean, it, it's, it's the most important thing that you, you can do in every morning is to put on something that says that this is me. And you, if you don't put in effort into how you want to portray yourself and how you want people to see who you are, I mean, why put effort into anything? Why, put, why not go to, to you know, why don't just eat, you know, toast and, and, and butter every day? What, what do you care right. about what you put into your body if you can't, if you can't, you know, uh, if you can't care about how you want to conduct yourself and, and how you want to present yourself? So why care in, every, in any facet or form in your life at all? Uh, but I mean, that, that's just a very hot take for me. Oh, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know. oh, dude, I can, I can get down with it. That's for sure. My brother just got like a pretty prestigious internship. Uh, shout out Ian. And he's like trying to find clothes, right? And I told him today, like, you have the opportunity to completely invent yourself if you want to with this job. And he like is not like that. He is not that kind of person. And that is, he was like, oh, I just want to like, you know, look like me. Um, but that's not the point. And that's like the beauty of clothes is that you can wear them and look like whoever the fuck you want. You can be whoever you want to be. You can be interpreted however you want to be interpreted to an extent anyway. Um, like I acknowledge my privilege and other, other things about 
me, right, that allow me to kind of do whatever I want. But especially clothing, like it really it's it's creative expression and it's like a way it's a way to communicate. It's a nonverbal way to communicate. And I think it's very important. Yeah. And and if you want to be the person, if you want to be like like a person who always wears like a white Oxford shirt with a navy blazer, then go be that guy. Right. I mean if 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 it's how you want to look and how you want to present yourself, go for it. Uh, but but I mean, put some effort into it at least. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh. Well, this um, is. No, go on. Oh, I was going to say this is reminding me of how popular Joseph A. Bank is in the states, and. Uh... My God! Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know about that, Philip? What? Uh, Joseph the store... Banks. Yeah, Joseph Banks. It's like a buy three get one, you know get four free suiting literally or whatever <laughs> literally buy three get one free not a joke oh yeah yeah no 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 never heard of it actually so uh that yeah you're a very very lucky it's essentially the yeah. old man it's like the old man h&m like, we'll put oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of quality so um sounds awful Oh, it's yeah. No, one of my I got a khaki when I was like I had this congressional internship, and so I wanted to be suited all the time. And uh, it was like go to Joseph A. Banks, you know, like that. That's the place to go. And I was like seventeen, so I got the khaki suit. I don't think that I ever wore it. They sold me on a forty, and I was like probably a thirty-six. So. You yeah. know, that's the that's the kind of place that it is. Yeah. Um, well, we can wrap the clothing part if you like. I have a curiosity of 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 my own really about what your experience and you can be as general as you want about this, but like you live in Sweden, which is arguably the best social democracy on earth. Um <laughs> you work in healthcare and so what is it like to not be worried about uh your your health really like if you get sick you're not going to go bankrupt exactly and and, and typically when, when when people rank the happiest people on earth i mean often scandinavians are often all the scandinavian countries are often in the in the top two. And I mean, if, if you don't have to worry about if you can uh, afford to, to have an operation or have to worry that you can't afford to have your, your medication for diabetes, I mean, that, that, that puts a, an insane amount of quality into your life. You don't have to go around of course. and worry about that. Uh, um, and if you put up stuff because of, of monetary problems, well, guess what? It's going to be worse. You know, you're going to get other complications. And, and, and you know, in the end, for, for society as a whole, uh, if you don't have easy access to, to healthcare, and easy access to education, it will be a lot, exp lot more expensive in the long run, uh, totally. Because, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 is quite, it is quite satisfying to, to, to live like we do because I mean it's pretty normal uh, to to don't have to worry about these uh, these type of issues and uh, yeah I've, I've had a lot of talks with with American friends of mine and it's quite it's quite you know baffling um, how 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 a country can can put so much money into war efforts but but don't have an inkling in helping out their their uh, uh, fellow people at all their own citizens yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean this is what i was i was talking with matt about this like should we discuss this should we ask this question whatever um i was thinking it's a little bit long to new york with like a born new yorker um because they can just walk around and go to places seemingly like with an internal gps you know which of course they have because they have lived there forever but they don't quite realize 
how special and awesome it is, you know? So I would, I'm just curious, like, uh, what, what it's like, I mean, what, it, what it is like to, to live in a place like that. And uh, by golly, it was the answer that I predicted. So <laughs> we yeah. really envy you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, it, 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 I think it's hard to relate to. I mean, it's so easily accessible uh, for us to, to seek healthcare and, and and get medicine and, and, and have an education. And um, that's how it is in most countries in, in Europe, actually. Right. Uh, it is very easy to, to get healthcare and it is very easy to get an education. And, um, and not to have to worry about that is, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's you would be hard, you would be hard pressed, I think. So where I grew up, Anne Arundel County is like one of the wealthiest counties in the country because of its proximity to DC. So everyone there is like super rich and the public schools are actually decent. Um, but even so, you would be hard pressed, I think, to find a school, a public school that would teach you how to sew in America. That wasn't like a, tr it wasn't like a trade school. And I don't think that there are trade schools that exist for, for sewing anymore because it's all been moved um, abroad. Yeah, we also have. Uh, you you probably have home ed too. Like you 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 get taught yeah. how, how to how to make dinner and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of a, a comprehensive thing, more more yeah. so than like a specialized thing. Um, it was very weak. I mean, like yeah. the sex education that we received, and like for for example, you might not know this. Like they don't ever talk to you in public school about taxes. They don't yeah. ever discuss it. It's not part of the curriculum. It never comes up. So you enter the workforce. If you're lucky, you enter the workforce and you have no idea what you are paying or why you are paying it. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's also, you know, um, I mean, we have those issues too. And, and here in, in Sweden too, like, like, people come out and, and start work and they do not fully grasp how it is to to be you know by yourself and independent in the society uh, but but i mean you get you do get you know taught how, how taxes work and what it's used to and, and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean that, that, I, I think i think that's the world as a whole because I, I believe that people try to keep some stuff you know um away from you so you know you just have to learn it our way I mean, I, 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 you know, I didn't really get taught how how insurances uh, worked when I went to school. So that was um, that was also a, a huge awakening when 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 I had to to live. So what you you need you need insurance for what? I mean, I, I have my own place. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, that that that's part of the a whole problem for the whole West as a whole. I think. Surely. Um, well, on that note, we can wrap this up. Uh, I know it is getting kind of late for you. So, Matt, if you want to take us out. Yeah, Philip, dude, thank you for coming on. And uh, this has been a hell of a fun discussion. And, you know, I'm glad that we're on the right side of this uh, babying your clothes thing and Connor's on the wrong one. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, we generally like to give, you know, our guests uh, – chance to shout out whatever they want to shout out so go for it yeah um again thank you so much for giving me this opportunity it is a huge honor that you come to be here and uh, so <laughs> no no the pleasure is ours oh. look at the fucking outfits yeah <laughs> thank you and uh yeah i'd like to shout out the uh, the style and direction uh, Patreon and uh, and in essence the Discord too. Uh, so uh, that's what I want to shout out. So uh, again, thank you very much for this opportunity. It has been a a blast, and I hope that I delivered. And I hope oh, dude, yeah, who, who listens understand, and uh, that it wasn't too too difficult to understand what I was uh, trying to say. So uh, yeah, nah, man, I appreciate Wait. it. Thank you. We really, like, honestly just want to talk to people that like clothes. And that's kind of the, yeah. the basis for everyone, you know, everyone that we think. And, yeah, this was, this was hella fun and, and uh, a, 
very enjoyable discussion. Yeah, and so where much. and where can we find your amazing outfits, Philip? Oh, oh, you can find it on Instagram at uh, Philip Gregard. So, and that's um, Philip with one L. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, see, I got you. I can be the hype yeah. man. Yeah, Con- Connor is the best hype man. Yeah, I dude. Yeah. Well, I just am. I just am excited about stuff. You know, I thought this was fucking awesome. Like, I remember, I remember seeing your posts and being like, "Jesus, like <laughs> that guy knows what the fuck he's doing." You know. Um, <laughs> so with that, we thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. Um, and have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. I'm uh, Matt Smith at Rebels Rogues. And I'm Connor Fowler at Connor Fowler. If someone wants to email us, it's apocalypsestuds at gmail.com. We're, we're still waiting for that cherry to be popped. But, Somebody uh, send the email. Somebody someone, do it yeah, so my girlfriend doesn't do it. Send us an emoji. We don't care. Yeah. We just want one email. One. And then I'll, I'll stop adding this to the end of every show. But anyway. But until then. Until then, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, see you soon.